Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle host, Clay Bonin. <laughs> I am joined by my, it's hot outside, I got a fever bitch co-host, Tanner <laughs> Mavis. And we are back on the motherfucking show, episode 18, baby. Before I introduce our guests, I want to remind everybody, as always, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on TikTok, join the Discord. I'm going to keep saying it until every listener joins everything that we are about. And that's all I have to say. And let's move into the more important stuff here. Today in the studio, after we went to Canada for our last interview, we decided that we had to come back to our roots. And we got some local talent in the building here. In the studio, we have two producers and now turned app developers. Um, I don't know if you can get nominated for creating an app, but one of them definitely got nominated for a Grammy with their music and joining us in the studio today we have mondo and corbett Yo. welcome gentlemen Th- can we get some claps from the audience thank yeah you, thanks for bringing us in thanks yeah. for having me yeah no, yeah how are you guys today good man how are you good it's good. cold outside <laughs> kind, yeah. kind of a bummer but you know other little, than that i'm doing good a little cold inside <laughs> it is a little cold inside as well we can get through it we can get through it you all brought jackets you all are, are, are ready for this right. um so as i stated in the intro we have two you guys are two local northern kentucky guys with us um can we just get a little bit of background information on the both of you guys um and your relation to each other and whatnot mondo we can we can start with you yeah yeah so um first off corbett is my brother-in-law he's married mm-hmm. to my sister and shout out uh, shout out t shout out t <laughs> yeah they uh great lady i'm sure uh, when they got married they moved back here and then they got married i was kind of starting to like get into like production a little bit and i was mm-hmm. like kind of on and off about it i used to think i wanted to be a dedm dj and all this and i was like man this is like i don't know i don't know what i feel about it and then i decided to go off to college and i was like i'm gonna be a chef and then while i was there i was skipping more school than like anybody in their life has skipped just to stay home and make <laughs> the wackest beats like i'm the wackest beats and then i decided i was like all right i'm gonna go to nku and then i'm gonna like button up and get some business stuff under my belt and then while I was there, they were like, here's a statistics class. And I was like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> so again, and it's I was, crazy how across all boards, like no matter who it is, where they go to college, what their major is, everybody's like, fuck stats. Yeah, this is yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. shit ever. Well, I mean, and it was like one of those, like I signed up late. So it was like one of those 8 a.m. classes. And I was like, oh, nobody's no. functioning right now. What are we doing? No way. No so way. then again, I was like. <laughs> shout out mom and dad i was like not telling them and i was like yeah i gotta go to class and i would leave wait till they left and then i would just come back home and just make beats oh I mean, i'm a grown man at this point i was like 19 or whatever but so i didn't like have to hide you're a grown man yeah I'm a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then i just started like i was like all right i'm gonna start making beats and i want to get good at one thing like either mm-hmm. if it's like making drums sound good or like making 808s hit or something yeah and then i started trying to like uh so when Corbin and my sister came back home, I was I like we would obviously talk about like his involvement with music. So I was like, all right, like I guess I'll like maybe like talk to him about it, see what I can get like learn and stuff. And I was like, so first it was like I kept it so closeted for some reason, mm-hmm. and like I I didn't want to tell anybody because I thought my beats were so whack. And then I was like, all right, well here's some beats, and he was like, yeah, I mean they're all right, but you can try this and try this. And so we I started getting some like tips and stuff from him. 
And then I just like s- decided, I was like, all right, I'm not going to go to college. That was a super fun conversation <laughs> with my parents. <laughs> and I'm going to like just lock myself in a room and try to get as good as I can. And between working like just garbage jobs here and that, I mean, shout out those jobs though. They paid me. They, they, like, they were money. They were yeah. definitely money. Yeah. I just kept getting better and better. And then it just got to a point where like, I, like I sent a beat or something to like some friends or to Corbett and he was like, Hey, this is good. And I was like, what the heck? You know? <laughs> That's crazy. So basically what he's saying is I made him everything he is. Well, he was, a, he, he was really quick. Like his uh, progression was amazingly fast. So nice. it's not, it's definitely not just some like brother-in-law, you know, let's build something together. Cause yeah. the uh-huh. family, like I, I saw how hard he worked and how, quick he was to grow so i mean that's that was so that's good. That you recognize first. the work ethic over sure, the yeah. sound a little bit there yeah actually he he taught himself guitar in like <laughs> a really short span yeah. and that's wow. that was the first thing i remember like that's tough that takes some time yeah you really got to sit there some real mental fortitude yeah, to for like sure. teach yourself how it's, to play I mean, guitar. nowadays there's so many other things you could do <laughs> yeah. right there right next to you yeah so to see him actually stick to it it was like yeah for i sure. think he's got the right. uh he's got what it takes to to actually level up like where he can join me and start doing yeah, some of these things sure. i'm doing too that's so where dope. did the music production start for you then because i know that you're obviously older yeah. than mondo but so you may have Quite had a, a different come up <laughs> <laughs> might have had a different come up than him where did, where did it all start for you okay high school ends and me and my three also i don't know if we mentioned this florence kentucky florence, is like yeah, is yeah, your yeah. all's stomping ground for sure correct yeah, okay yeah. cool Dixie Heights. I went to Dixie. Oh, know. okay, cool. Who's from? Who watches? That's actually from Northern Kentucky. <laughs> Shout out Dixie. <laughs> um, but so uh, we every we graduate high school, and then me and my three idiot friends all move into an apartment together. <laughs> nice. Up to this one, I had no music experience whatsoever. But one of those friends had FL Studio on like a cracked version of like FL Two. It's always how something. it starts. Hell yeah. Yeah, like that's the beginning of most people's stories in, as For far sure. as like, in the hip hop uh, realm. But we were in that apartment, you know, the typical, like, nothing on the walls. No, no, like, <laughs> there's like four, a table four, and like two chairs, uh, yeah, four <laughs> pieces of furniture, and then this computer that had FL. And I just started messing with it, and it was over from there. Like, I, something about it just grabbed me. Yeah. It, how and old are you at this point? 18, you're like, that? right out of 18? high school. Oh, wow. So you, you've been in this for a while then. For sure. Huh? Like, yeah. uh, that, I, w- I was actually going to, Wittenberg, which is a school up in yeah, Springfield, Ohio, mm-hmm. to play D3 basketball. So college basketball, but like D3. Basketball. <laughs> hey, I, I played D3 at Thomas hey, Moore for my okay. freshman year. Yeah. All right, we might have like scrimmaged your Maybe. preseason or something. But, yeah. but um, so I was kind of doing that. And then I, so I left the apartment with the, with the friends and we went up there and I just realized like this basketball is not, uh, I don't think this is going to pan out. How I, thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way. But bro. at the same time, like I was like all into this program, like every waking second, I just could not get enough of it. And yeah. So I started looking up schools for music production mm-hmm. and I found one in uh, Minneapolis called the Institute for Production and Recording. Yeah. And um, this is in like 2007, I think. Mm hmm. And it was like I, I read an article earlier that said it was 06, but yeah, okay. we'll give it, but we'll let you That's tell the story. That's pretty close to being as, as far back as I was. <laughs> but it's like back then it was either like Full Sail, which was like in Florida, yeah, or yeah. this place. And I think there was one other place in Tennessee, mm-hmm. like SAE or something like that. Yeah. And so 
I just said, let's go for it. Let's let's go on up there. So I broke the news to the parents and actually they were really supportive of it, which like kind of surprised me. But I had mm. like I had their support to to do it. So like that kind of definitely helped, you know, get there. Yeah. Emotionally and mentally, that helps a lot. I'm sure to know that your parents are like, especially you know, so early, like yeah. in, in you doing that, man, like I'm sure that like definitely helped (laughs) i was very surprised like i I thought it was gonna be sort of like how he was talking but but honestly you know it wasn't and so then going up there 2006 or seven Mm -hmm. and then kind of learning curve went crazy because like you're out of school where everybody's doing yeah right everybody wants to be a producer and all that type of stuff so so kind of pausing on that for like producers today I'm, i'm sure it's a lot different so that's 15 years ago do you recommend producers going into school like and and or just like learning shit like straight off youtube and going Mm -hmm. straight into it because i know it's a lot different like there's a lot of producers like there's a lot of communities where you can learn a lot more online but well he's the 2.0 so like i would say no for real like you can learn everything that you want to learn it's available to you and I, i'm hope i think that's what everybody thinks and says now. yeah yeah like i wouldn't have sent him to school i would have been like if you really want to learn it it's there yeah absolutely and, well i remember you i even i was looking at some schools and i was like i don't know i think i want to try this and he was like for real like i would i would take a year maybe get on youtube just grind it out see what you can learn and then maybe this we can spark this mm-hmm. conversation up and shout out youtube the university of youtube yes sir. i mean anything you want to learn about especially today like yeah. it's yeah. just a straight cheat code and but, it's free but here is the other side of that now it's not as it wasn't as bad like 10 years ago or like even probably seven years ago, but now there's so much good information and there's so much trash information. Uh, yeah, very you, good. No send kind. you on the wrong path, like from a business perspective and mm-hmm. from like a production tools. Like everybody just has a channel and they're just saying they whatever. Yeah. don't know yeah. anything about what they're talking about, but mm-hmm. they have a good camera and know how to put cut together a good video. Yeah, you know, think. And on that on that same side of the coin too is like now there's more producers than there's yeah. ever been. When you went to Minneapolis in, in 06, 07, like obviously there's still people, there's a lot of people wanting to get into music production, but like the internet hadn't evolved into what it is now. So like there has to be 10 times as many producers now than there was whenever you first started. Well, that's what we're hoping for with the Melody app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yes. We'll, we'll get to that later. But Great so, transition. So going back to your story, you're in Minneapolis, you're going to school. What? So what comes after that? You go to school, like, where did you get, like, your first placement? Who'd you start working with? Like, how does it turn into, like, a career, I guess? All right, so I don't know if anyone's going to remember SoundClick. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Remember? Is that, like, is, wasn't that website where you can, like, download, like, loops and shit? No, no, no. It was the first, it was, you know BeatStars is now? Yeah. It's it's BeatStars from, like, that time. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Never mind. And so I started seeing, like, all these people selling beats on SoundClick. So I'm like, all right, I guess that's the place to go if you're trying to make that happen or whatever. So I had made a profile on there and tried a bunch of terrible names, like different, pro- like I ended up with like four different profiles and finally landed on one. Can you give us one of your old yeah. your old names? <laughs> all right. Yeah. This is the, my favorite one. Boss Status Beats. Boss Status <laughs> Beats. <laughs> I, I loved it at That's the time. Okay. And then you look uh, back like, yeah, man. That was it. <laughs> Boss Overindulgent name. I love it. But then I ended up on, as Blacklight Music on there. Um, and that, so I was down to like $0 
in an apartment with some other people in the school. And then my two friends from home came and visited me and they left me. I was just telling them, I think I'm going to go get a job or something like that. And they left me $200 under my laundry basket. Wow. And um, from the good that, homies. From that day, I never, I made any dollar I've ever made has been from music. Except for a short period a couple years ago where I was cutting down trees because things got a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I I took that 200 and I put it into ads on the SoundClick thing and sold a bunch of like leases and That's awesome. a couple exclusives and like all of a sudden started having some money, kept putting it back in. And to your point, I could do that because there was probably only like, you know, thousand guys on there Maybe, even trying yeah. to do that. So, I mean, the pool was so shallow at that yeah. point. But that was what made it enable for me to keep focused in on the music for a long period. Like I probably made, I made a good amount of money in those first three years. I think one year I made like almost sixty or seventy thousand something like that. Like it was That's a not bad. Man. It was that a is not man. bad. But then I realized like you got to move. I was like too reliant on that platform. Yeah. yeah. I was like all right, I need to maybe figure out how to. If this thing goes down, I'm done. Like I don't have any other standing anywhere else yeah yeah well let's let's um let's talk a little bit more about about your story right now so obviously as you said earlier we're gonna get to the melody app but i I would be remiss if i didn't ask you about some of the 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 recent placements and production credits that you've got um in the cincinnati inquirer article but actually i'm sorry before we go on to the productions i do have a question kind of about your process because in the cincinnati inquirer uh article about you uh shout out madeline mitchell she wrote a great article uh by the way she made this research really easy um but a a lot of the references that were being made to like the music making was kind of general because you know she has to fit a general audience but i like to think that the listeners of our podcast have an above average kind of knowledge of of music production so can you tell us a little bit about like the role that you play in the studio hey are are you doing heavy lifting on the production of some of these tracks or are you just like kind of making building blocks sounds loops things like that to to then you know amplify the track yeah, I mean the big, the, all the bigger placements that you see now. I'm basically doing loops, mm-hmm. and Hit Boy is taking them, flipping them, and you know, creating the overall song. And then yeah. a lot of times he'll send me the song when it's done and say, "Add this to this horns, bells, post production to everything." Mm-hmm. So it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's like very light lifting, but it's definitely not the same as what he's doing day yeah. in and day out either. Okay, but like when I started, like you asked my first placement, it was Saigon. So he was a New York rapper. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he, at one point, he was like the hottest mixtape rapper in the I th- game. I was gonna say I'm pretty down. sure I'm familiar with Saigon. Like that name is very familiar to me. Yeah, and he's the first one that gave me a big look. Like he got he he put me on songs with like Just Blaze, and mm, he took crazy. my beats and he got me like uh, credits for like uh, Black Thought and wow, all these like crazy. real like solid hip-hop yeah yeah it's you know so he respected figures and so to me my mindset was like be the producer be the Mm -hmm. you know alchemist or all the people who i looked up to at that time yeah and so that actually kind of stunted me because i wasn't into collabing with anyone i thought Mm. i had to do everything yeah in order to kind of bring value to the table yeah and it took a long time to realize if you bring everything there's not enough room for anyone else at the table true Mm. and um so do you would you say that's like the case for like a lot of 
larger music nowadays like it, there's not any more just one producer and one rapper locked in the studio it's usually a little bit of you know a collaborative kind of process i would say so mm-hmm. i mean you just don't ever see on credits less than like four people usually mm-hmm. right unless right. it's like really high up pop people sometimes they'll go for like a taylor swift or something yeah something it's like i just want to be with this producer and I'll write everything, yeah. but it's and pretty rare. She, but like, she's allowed to do that because she's like one of the top, you know, grossing artists of all time. You know? Yeah, I mean, right? It's rare. It's at the top, and she wants yeah. to write it all. She doesn't really like want to take writing from other people. And right, stuff, so. right. Um, one other thing from that from that article that I kind of got out of it was like, there's this overarching theme where like you and uh and sunny the the engineer that's his name Sun right Zoo, yep Sun yeah Zoo. shout out um it's not it sounded like you all like you all were making these quotes where like uh you know you all don't claim to be these classically trained highly sophisticated like like tuned ears but you all know what sounds good and how to make it um h- how much of that is musical ability and how much of that is like some intangible feel of sound like because i know artists producers everybody there's a common theme in across all genres of music where people are like i don't know it just like like came you know came out of thin air and i could do it um is that something that that you experience when you're producing or are you do you think that it's uh, a lot of like what you've learned over the years i think it's like studying like you probably could say that too like just listening so much to music that you love yeah. it mm-hmm. just becomes like subconsciously yeah. right in your taste palette right or whatever and then you get you get a chance to experiment and try to recreate those sounds mm-hmm. my first beat that i knew i could make beats was i copied through the wire from kanye west Ooh, that's <laughs> I completely awesome remade it and then that like unlocked the door to uh-huh you can sample i know how to sample now i can just take my own sample and put my own drums on it and i made a beat that was like that right you know i mean right. Damn, that's really interesting yeah for real and i think the same like i'll piggyback off that like listening to music you like but also like i think that there's just like especially days when i don't feel like super creative like my goal is to like take sounds and just ruin them like just trash them as much <laughs> as i can like f- have you ever seen song exploder on netflix mm-hmm. with the one with uh trent reznor from nine inch nails i have I not seen that, that one it, first off shout out trent reznor that, that dude's trip. a genius it is right? I, didn't, I didn't know as much about him and then i watched that and i had a whole different yeah, respect yeah. For him. well he's like good buddies with do you know steve duda he's mm-hmm. the guy who made serum it's like a uh, plug-in that a lot of people mm. use can he make the sausage fattener yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you win some you lose some nice so they have <laughs> producer so- jokes you got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he but he like i was listening to him one day and uh steve duda was talking about how he was in the, a studio with trent Reznor, and he said there was no creativity happening and he just handed me like this like moog modulator and was like see how you can take this apart and ruin this for me because i want to make some crazy sounds and i was like you know what i've never thought to like sit down and like take even if it's like a hi-hat or a kick drum and just make it the worst I could sound and then resample it a thousand times to make it sound cool. So like there's been enough of those days under my belt that I go like, even if I don't know the, like the musical direction I want to go, mm-hmm. like, I mean, just a, a crazy experimental day can turn into something wild, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what- and to, before we move on from yeah. that, the tools have made it possible for people like us to get involved like yeah. so quick. Mm-hmm. before you kind of if you were in the studio in like the 70s you needed somebody that knew theory and knew how to yeah. play to mm-hmm. get the song going now you like 
really don't need that and it's an extra yeah. if you have somebody on hand that can that can go crazy with the music but and pieces of equipment that used to be this big yeah, are yeah. now all, <laughs> all right here yeah. that's that's the one of the coolest things about like the the modernization of like music production to me is that like people have plugins of literal machines from the 70s mm-hmm. that would take up you know the entire half of the room and it's just like on yeah. it's on fl studio yeah. or, or whatever that's crazy to me um will you talk to us a little bit about the connection with hit boy as well um just because a lot of the the credits that you have hit boy is also on there so talk to us about how you met him and and what it's like working with somebody who has made like legitimate classics yeah, producer of the year this year too yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy by, by a lot of different artists. i was like yeah. i was like i obviously knew all these hit boy songs like in my head just from like loving this genre and then as i'm doing research for this i just was like oh well, let's see hit boys credits and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> he has made everything yeah. for everybody right. too just active since he was like 19 i think and yeah he's kept, never really stopped running but um the story with Hit Boy is like shout out Sun Tzu. Um, it's such a it's such a great story, but I don't want to be long winded about it because sometimes that's like it can be a lot. But the so Sunny was the he's the best engineer uh, from this area. Like mm-hmm. he was known as that. And so Adrian Bronner, the boxer, yeah, he's from here as well. Mm-hmm. He likes to rap and he has like a label and. So Sonny was working with him doing his engineering. Mm-hmm. Sonny uh, went on tour. AB went on tour in 2013, I believe. It was a Lil Wayne tour. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, he uh, probably one of the bigger tours of the year. And also on the undercard of that tour was Hit Boy and his crew, which was HS87 Surf Club. Mm-hmm. So you've got Hit Boy on a bus over here and Sonny and AB and all the Cincinnati guys back here. And um, they struck up a relationship in that time and they started working together. And then eventually Sonny flew out to L.A. to work with him. So he really created that bond. Wow. With Boy. Shout out Sonny. Yeah. I mean, he, he he went out there. A lot of people aren't willing to do that, especially from here, because we sometimes we feel like we'll get swallowed up or we don't know. We wouldn't know what we would do in a big city. But, I'm 100 percent. But yeah. he was willing to go out there and take that take the ride. So, yeah, um, he came back. And I was working with an uh, artist, Trademark Aaron. Yeah, I know who, that is. Who uh, I did an EP with him in 2014. He went and recorded some stuff with Sonny. He played him some stuff we were working on. And Sonny was like, oh, who is this? This doesn't sound like what I'm hearing from here. And then he connected us. And then long, you know, another couple of years go by. Yeah. And if he's here, he would tell you, like, we, we just did all the wrong things. Like, we didn't even work on music for a year, at least, <laughs> after we met. We talked literally every time we would get in. This was probably five or six times. Like, we would just start talking about religion. We would start talking about politics, mm-hmm. race, family, like all, this <laughs> all, stuff. all the fun stuff. All the stuff that yeah. everyone says don't do. But it was it was being able to have those conversations. And then still, he still kept wanting to come over. And I still kept wanting him to come. And I would be over at his studio to make it through that and still want to be around each other. It was like, okay, that's the foundation to yeah. really be able to make some vulnerable great music together right, and right. That, that's, that's facts that's what set the tone for i think the trajectory and then so in 2016 late 2016 we were at my house and 
just talking about how things were slow, like for me and him both, mm-hmm. like we had some placements, but it just wasn't really moving. And I was like, so what do you think? Like, what if we see if we can go bring some value to Hit Boy's table? Like, I don't know what he's got going, but if you've got the connection, like maybe we just go see what how we can help. Yeah, see if totally. There, if there's a place for us. And, you know, still at this time, I didn't know if he actually knew Hip Boy or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's a pretty big claim. Yeah, for, true. For somebody, especially from a smaller Could like, he have just, like, community. dapped him up one time, maybe? Yeah, and right. then he's like, I know Hip Boy. Yeah. Or, or, like, you know, not know, and know him at all. I, yeah. I don't know. But so, you know, I took his word and, and we uh, we flew out there and, f- he you know, he for sure knew him. Like, when we landed, he, the, we got the FaceTime, pull up, we pull up at this house in the hills like everything you imagine like when you're gonna go work yeah with the top producer in a, yeah everything you think we get in there and there's like in his studio in his house it had like 15 people in there all writers everybody was writing for this uh artist justine sky mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so i'm just in there like um oh i don't know what to do like yeah. over my head or whatever but i just kind of played the back watched everything soaked up game nice and um that trip was like a 10-day trip where we did a bunch of like we i didn't really get to work on anything i just like built i helped build a studio like in his guest house and went and ran and like got some things for him yeah but i guess i made enough of i mean that's impression that i wasn't like ruining anything that mm-hmm. i could keep i got to keep coming back <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the bare minimum you didn't fuck anything <laughs> up <laughs> sometimes that's all you got to do like yeah. stay in the door absolutely real. absolutely um so right last question before we we transition to the melody app and i'm gonna i'll, I'll credit tanner for this question but i'm gonna ask it um a lot of musicians produce yeah, <laughs> tanner loki is my ghostwriter of um, a lot of like artists producers creatives in general in this area you know have this mindset a lot of the times that they have to leave Cincinnati or have to leave Northern Kentucky to make it in the music industry. And, and while you obviously just told us a story about you leaving to go out and make those connections, you are still based out of Northern Kentucky. You have a studio here. Um, so you've proven that, that you can make it happen in this area. Uh, what are some of the benefits of like staying close to home and working in music and, and how did you even, uh, get yourself to this point to be able to be in your stomping grounds while still grabbing Grammy nominations? Well, I think like, first of all, you do have to go, I would say you kind of have to like the face card is, is more valuable than even having like the best beats or the best loops or whatever. Yeah. Being able to people, when you send them an email, they know what you look like. They know how you are, how you talk, Mm. how you relate to them. The conversion rate is just going to be way higher. Mm -hmm. So I I probably wouldn't have said that before this experience in my life. I would have believed, you know, like you just have to keep being consistent and sending things. And I'm sure that's worked for a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. in my experience, relationships have been the, ultimate key to everything even if you go back to Sonny it's like we knew each other so he was willing to take me with him into his other relationships and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so um, but the value of of being able to go out there and work for a couple weeks and then come home is number one for me I don't like LA all that much like it's just a a lot and it's just it wears me down shout out LA (laughs) (laughs) I love LA but being there for someone like me is like 
it's a lot like i'm used yeah. to a slower pace so yeah it can definitely wear me down but you go out there and make the money that's available in the music industry there and you bring it here it's almost like you doubled your money yeah yeah in a sense like everything costs less mm -hmm. you're not feeling like you need to spend Mm -hmm. you get out there and you start seeing what's out there you might want to start spending a little bit more mm. so that's kind of a bonus yeah and you get a chance to just focus and zone in on what you want to do because mm -hmm. they're because when you're out there you're always trying to get in a session mm -hmm. or find who's who's doing this who's doing that let's go over here and I think you could probably get lost in that creatively and just mm -hmm. doing whatever that person wants you to do mm -hmm. versus like when you come back here you have a chance to be like, okay, that was crazy. That was a crazy week. Let me process that week. And now let me go back in and see how to, how can I make more value for the next time I go out That's there amazing. That's great. I think the same way, man. Like, like I think, I th like so to summarize what you said, like traveling and showing your face and getting around the talent, getting around the people that are in the industry is key. Gotta Extremely key. You got to do it. But being able to come back home and reflect and narrow your focus from what you just learned everything is like i think that's like very like you know key and like vital for like the future of creatives like around this area and hopefully mm -hmm. we can build this thing to where like you know we have all kinds of resources and artists and producers and creatives that are here you know mm. oh yeah like we will that's what we we're talking about before but it also keeps you from getting watered down. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you stay there, if you stay in big cities long enough, it's just human nature. You will start to become more like the experiences yeah. of that city. Mm -hmm. So when you get to come back to the Midwest or whatever, and then you go back out, you're a breath of fresh air for the people you work with because there's something different that you bring to the table. That's amazing. Absolutely. And another thing is I get to take his packs out. Yeah, and he's starting sure. to get some he's got some major placements coming down the pipe Ooh, hey, we'd <laughs> love to hear that i'd love to i'd love to speak on but we don't want to jinx it but there's some there's some monsters go, coming we yeah, do this man. emoji yeah, right yeah. here yeah. <laughs> and and then to build on that like what, what we were talking about before we we jumped online is like mm -hmm. we both have the we all have the vision to try to bring some of that energy the industry energy into our city yes mm -hmm. um and then that way we could put the spotlight on what we've all been doing and it's cool to hear that other people have that same same aligned vision yes did, absolutely did anyone think toronto was going to be a hub of uh, <laughs> yeah. pop music hell and no. hip hop music hell no 10 years ago hell no, no. absolutely no not what happened something crazy happened out of the city yeah and now it's like you can't turn around without hearing that Canadian accent mm -hmm. on a, any a podcast or like <laughs> yeah. people in the studio. It like, seems totally. like every like every month or every other month I'm hearing of a new Toronto artist yeah. that's coming yeah. out and just making noise, man. It's sick. The, the last interview we did on this show was with an artist yeah, from we Toronto. Shot a video with as a, a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. So artists from Toronto flew out to shoot with us. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Elko. Yeah. Shout so out even Elko. That, like, so Toronto is so big, it's bringing money in commerce into Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, yeah. There you go. That's where we, I want Cincinnati to get. Like, yes. who That's are, crazy. What's happening in Cincinnati where all these artists are just going like to this this level or all these yeah. producers yeah yeah let's I hope think, for it one day yeah i think you know we have, one, the, we have the ingredients to do it yeah 100 just about like not giving up on that idea yep. yeah and bringing it all together and collaborating because yes. i think the reason it hasn't happened before was like as soon as somebody got heat around here they're go to atlanta yeah or 
Nashville, maybe. I don't know anyone that went to Nashville, but <laughs> yeah. LA, maybe. But Atlanta, yeah. like, swallows up yeah. everything from Cincinnati. Everybody totally. just goes down there. So, so. so all you got to do is drive south. You know, it's an yeah. a easy trip to make. And it's know? a whole different world, bro. We were, just, we were just, just in Atlanta <laughs> last Atlanta, week. Atlanta is the free world. Bro, free Especially world. right now during yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no COVID down there. <laughs> no crazy. It doesn't exist. It never made it to Atlanta. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think uh, could help Cincinnati. Cincinnati, uh bubble up is uh the melody app oh you like that you like that transition it. that was good right i think um, mine was better but it, <laughs> it came too early so yeah i feel hey. it. um could could you all before we get into the the nitty-gritty of it give me either of you all give me your 60 second pitch on the melody app what is it and, and why do music makers need it time's on all right so uh, especially today in modern, uh, make it 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. So in hip hop music, everybody's turning out, you know, music, uh, every other day it seems like, and so producers got to be quicker and quicker. Mm-hmm. And so like Corbett said, like, you don't really, with all the tools we have, you don't need to know music theory as much as you used to and stuff like that. So a lot of people, the culture is starting to shift more towards like loops and melodies are cool. Like it used mm-hmm. to be kind of hated on and people were like, no, nah, yeah. that's not original. Totally. Now it's like, everyone's like. Yeah, here's a melody pack. Here's a melody pack. Here's a melody pack. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, that's what I feel like most of those like internet money songs that went crazy is because people were sending melodies yeah. left and right. Yep, totally. So the Melody app essentially is that for you. So there's a lot of services that provide like Splice and uh, like freesounds.org and all this mm-hmm. stuff that can give you like little eight bar loops. But the good and bad thing about that is it's an ocean of sounds. So like you have everything from EDM to hip hop to reggae to whatever. And the the process used to be, all right, I know I'm going to have to carve out two hours of my day to go through and like look at every sound and hear everything and make sure and use what my like, you know, eight bucks a month worth of credits to like get like satisfied by that. So what this app does, <clears throat> I think he lost. Him. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Bring I'm it home, to, bring it home, bring it home. <laughs> this app just essentially cuts out all that, all the middleman. So you open this app, you can swipe left if you don't like it, swipe right if you do like it, kind of like Tinder. Yeah. And if you need the melody right away, you can swipe up, email it to yourself. So now you're cutting out three or four steps. So you sent an email to yourself, it has a melody, you plug it into your doll and you're working. So yeah. literally two minutes and you're going. And in a studio, like especially when you're trying to catch a vibe with somebody, like it seems like, especially what Corbett said, like a lot of the times what happens is like producers just going through melodies and artists go, okay, I like that. And then they build the beat around that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, this is just like straight up a cheat code because you have it, you can go, it's like tapping into that like swipe culture that everybody's used to. Yeah. And you're working so, in two minutes. I got to imagine that I was going to ask where this idea came from, but like, this is just something that I'm sure you all as two producers probably have wanted for like years at this point, right? Like, how can we streamline and make the most efficient way to choose beats? Is that kind of the the origin of this? So the pain point that this came from for me, Mm -hmm. and then I talked to a bunch of other producers and they kind of, they agree, is Splice is an amazing tool probably the best like it's like splice and arcade mm-hmm. but for me whenever i wanted new sounds i just knew that that was going to eat up like two to four hours of my day mm. yeah to like stock up on new loops and drums and all that stuff and then by the end of and that like, a lot of times i just felt like i don't even really want to do anything today <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll just mm-hmm. do something tomorrow or whatever so i'm just thinking like how can they how can we just completely erase that at least from the melody side yeah. And so we all got to talking about it and 
um, I'm just thinking like, there's an, why are we going to a website mm. in this day and age? Yeah. Why are, why don't we just have a button on our phone that just mm. says, I want to hear loops right now. Yeah, mm. totally. So, and I, I looked around and I didn't see it anywhere. And I know Splice does have an app, but I think their app is just like still lists of things. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's whatever. a player. You can't send anything. Yeah. So it just started from that. Like, I want to be able to listen to a loop right now. Yeah, plain and simple. That's a that's a that's a that's really crazy. good log line. I want to listen to a beat right yeah. now. And as far as you guys know, there's you guys aren't like in competition with anybody. Like as far uh, as like an app. Yeah, I was I was trying to find. That's I was crazy. trying to find something that's else. Crazy. That, that's really it. Yeah, it um, was it was super crazy. Especially when he told me about it, I was like, how? Like I was like, there's got to be somebody. And you look, and I mean, there really is nothing besides Splice. But like I said, they're just yeah. a player. Well, they be, don't because they they're serving the community well. Splice. Yeah. I, there's uh, this is not a competition to splice this is no. an add-on this is like mm-hmm. if you have splice you have this too because this is just going to cut down your time on like finding loops and mm-hmm. all yeah. totally. if you are successful i i could see splice going into like an app form <laughs> yeah. yeah for real i uh so i downloaded the app obviously in preparation for this and like just like for i'm not a producer, by the way. Uh, well, <laughs> just, just yeah, yeah. well, I, during quarantine, I had a short stint of producing. I got some files on here. Right, anyway, anyway. Producer, producer. <laughs> yeah. it sounds like he's got a pack. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has all been a ploy for me to <laughs> play you my beat pack. That's what this is. <laughs> no, um, so I, I downloaded the app, and off off the first rip, it is insanely user friendly. Like it, like three or four clicks, and I was like in and listening to melodies uh, or loops. Um, is that something that you all thought about when you started developing the app or did you all have the idea and then kind of build what it looked like and how it operated afterwards? Speed was everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a, a point in your mind at every step of the way, efficiency and speed. Yeah. I mean, we, we hammered our developers like Jordan, our, uh, he's actually the tech side of this thing. Jordan Shout out Crone. Jordan. Um, he's, is a genius and he's really the one, like we, we kind of brought this, we built the idea together, but it's just an idea. You need someone like him. Who's really going to be able to understand how to make the next step. So he was the one who was always talking to our developers and we, we were just as nicely demanding as possible. (laughs) No matter what, this thing can never be slow. Yeah. Yeah. This thing has to be, people need to be able to swipe through this thing endlessly fast. i mean it's it's really great i mean so it's the first screen is uh is like instruments right so mm-hmm. like yeah. i went in and i picked uh i think i did like synth and maybe bells and something else and then the next one is like what style do you want and i'm like hard upbeat happy and like <laughs> boom it's like right there yeah. and just like i'm just like scrolling through and scrolling through whoever uh strange is on that app apparently yeah, yeah, he like makes that. beats that i like because like Josh every strange. everyone yeah. that I, I was like oh who made this one i'm like oh, okay strange again right. swipe right i'm like oh, okay strange again <laughs> that's so cool, cool. Yeah. Shout out he's he was on the uh the uh judas and the black messiah soundtrack oh uh, yeah i saw you just posted about that bro. he he produced the loop with me on that so i can't wait to see that movie side side note yeah amazing i'm assuming you already saw the movie probably if you oh i was i was close to it but uh they the guy who had the movie uh his name's dash he was the person that um executive produced the soundtrack with it was him, Hit Boy, and then the two directors of the movie. Mm. Um, he like left his drive in his house or something like Damn. that. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. man. I'm ex- I still like super excited. There's so many totally. like cool names on that 
uh, that track list and then Rock Him is like the last one the yep. bonus track yeah, like, that's crazy as fuck nah, that's gonna wait be crazy the, wait till you hear the ASAP Rocky song for real wait till you hear the uh, uh, the Smino song is crazy Ooh, like the that's... Sir song is crazy <laughs> yeah and the J I'm, they, they, they did drop a preview of the Jay-Z Nip song but that song's great like damn Hip Boy's got a crazy song on there yeah like, Don, like like you said, so many people. Yeah, so, I saw so, Pooh Shiesty made a got yeah. a my artist <laughs> right, too. Yeah, yeah. My I was artist like, Pooh Shiesty. All these, you see all these like crazy legendary names, and you see they threw Pooh Shiesty and like Polo G in there. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's so fire. That's legendary. Um, but yeah, shout out to Strange. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, on the the app as well. So can you all like name some of the producers that are included uh, who have their their loops on that? on that app and then also additionally um can anybody submit to the melody app or is it kind of like a pool that you all have right now of people yeah so as far as submitting yeah we definitely have i think right now our process is if you go to the website there's a you know i want to be a part of the team Mm -hmm. kind of a tab and you can send in an email with a couple loop we'll go through it that's probably going to be like some that we have to like figure out because right now it's just the three of us listen to it for like it's a vibe it's a vibe so but the producers are uh i have some stuff on there corbett has some stuff on there there's josh strange uh there's this 17 year old isaac clenda he is like i mean do you, you want to talk about somebody who learns quickly that kid is <laughs> there's uh chris madine also mm. beast like he like clad He's on with, like flex apollo g song and a couple mm, other songs that nice got you um we have this guy out in uh, Italy. His name is Keeler Kendricks, and he just Melody yeah. App International. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, bringing that Q Beats vibes for sure. For sure. And then uh, there's a guy named Dizzy Wolf. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't think he's I know. from Lexington. I think oh, so. really? Tyler. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw. I think I also matched with an inter- internet, internet boy, boy. Internet boy as well. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ski. He brings that just like whole obscure like bedroom pop vibe. That's mm-hmm. like definitely really just sets everything apart. Yeah. Um. So, so but, but but you all are you all are accepting beats like anybody if they wanted to can like submit they can submit you, right? but right now we're we're limited we're not just taking on anything mm-hmm. we're trying to kind of the one of the biggest differences between us and splice is like we can vet everything that comes yeah into our app yeah because mm-hmm. it's small mm-hmm. and uh splice does a really good job but they have so much content that they can't vet every single yeah. thing totally and and we've all seen like stories where people get sued because they didn't know that the loop they used from splice was actually from this other guy's pack that wasn't royalty free. Okay. Yep. But Splice that makes couldn't, sense. couldn't vet it all. Now that's a rare that's somewhat of a rare case, but you still are exposing producers to that kind of like potential thing happening. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the another big difference with us is when you're a producer and you use a, a loop from our app, you actually are agreeing to credit and uh split royalties with the mm. with the loop creators. Mm. Which is a kind of like, okay. It's sort of counterintuitive to the culture we've built around loops and melody packs and all that type of stuff. We're trying to sort of change the conversation to say, instead of going royalty free, why don't we cut a small royalty to these guys? That actually protects you from any of these people ever coming back on you and saying, hey, like, I actually don't agree to royalty free. Yeah. Yeah. I want a percentage now. And even if they're totally wrong and they're just completely... You still have to defend yourself. Yeah. yeah. So either you are paying for a lawyer or the label you sold that beat to is paying for a lawyer and now they hate you. Yeah. Because yeah. they had to do that. 
So is that something too that you were thinking about in making the app is like, how can we protect, protect the producer and protect, protect the artist as yeah, well? A hundred percent. Like, and that comes from working with Carl folks. Who's like the shout out Carl folks. Yeah, shout out he's Carl. the guy. Like he, he kind of understands every, all these things that are happening behind the scenes that some mm-hmm. other people don't know the challenges that producers are going through. Yeah. Because sometimes innovation happens before the law legal side can catch up to it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it, the five-year shift of loops are whack to like loops are everything happened and it's this wild wild west of yeah i've heard a and r's yeah. be like oh where'd you get the loop and then the producers i got it from looperman we don't use we can't use anything off looperman <laughs> because we can't vet what's happening mm-hmm. now that's not every label but that was that situation yeah and so that kind of got my wheels turning of like well what if what if there was a place to get loops where everybody knew it was fine like so we'll even take this app and we're going to go meet with A&Rs and let them know like, hey, Damn. if your producer says they got their their loop or their melody from the Melody app, you know it's going to be yeah. clean. It's all wow. good. It's That's you can get, if you can get all the labels behind, you know, the Melody app is safe. Yeah. Safe for you know, Like that is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It's definitely a selling point because like we said, like trying to expedite things and make things and push music out as quickly as possible. I mean, now the label doesn't, or the label or anybody else you're working with doesn't have to think about it because yeah. they're like, okay, the paperwork's straight, squared away. We don't have to, you know. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen many placements lost because they couldn't figure out where they got the loop from. Yeah. They couldn't get in That's contact sad, with man. the person. Sucks. Wouldn't that suck? That's like, yeah, terrible, yeah. Especially yeah. if it's like your first big one. Like right. Young, up and coming hard. producer, yeah. like getting a placement. So, right. I have so many <clears throat> producer friends, you know, that are like right on the brink. Like they're working with bigger artists. Yeah. And like they're right, they're almost there. And it's just like, if that would be stripped away from them from like oh, that, yeah. like About I know how bad house. that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, I know just, how bad that would hurt. So like another way to help that person is like when you down, when you, Download the loops from Melody app. An email is sent to you with not only the a link to the loop right there, but also all the information from each person's that you're collaborating with on that loop. That's so amazing. You all you got to do when the A and R says, "Hey, where'd you get this from?" Go back to your email. Mm-hmm. Here's Josh Strange's ASCAP or you know BMI information. Damn. It's all mm-hmm. right there. It's super. That's simple amazing. For you. you know what I mean? Like that's amazing. I I think one thing that has been great uh, for me, somebody who like has always been into music, but until the last couple of years, I didn't really you know pull back the curtain and look deeper. Is like these last few years, I've I've understood how producers are very often just like walked over and trampled on, and then there's all these little technicalities of copyrights mm-hmm. and loops and what and whatnot like that really hurt the producer. You know, so I I think it's fantastic that you all obviously as producers yourselves yeah. are trying to protect your your fellow artists For you sure. know in in doing this app well uh, like so to speak on that a little more you're right producers have definitely been kept in the dark on like the business side a lot so now with this whole loop thing we've turned around as the producers and even done the loop people worse <laughs> like <laughs> do we just turn like we just made it like you got to give your loops away for free like yeah. royalty free everything and like hopefully you can make ten thousand dollars on Looperman mm-hmm. or on yeah. Splice or whatever. Where I feel like there's a there's there's a better system for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to we're figuring it out and I think we're we're getting closer to it with this. And I know that as we go and we, as we see how this actually reacts into the market, we we may have some adjustments to make, but we're willing to be wrong here or there yeah, to yeah. figure out like what it's going to take. I think overall you guys have the idea, man. Like, you know, 
in the future, I really think that this is something that producers are going to use yeah. and A&Rs and these labels are really going to get behind. Like now I've heard you guys explain it. I see the vision. It's, I can see mm -hmm. how beneficial it can be for these mm -hmm, up and coming sure. producers and i hope all the producers that are watching y'all go download the fucking app and yeah, go use for it real. Melody app. for real in the app store yeah everywhere and all this is store. this is a homegrown app like this is yep. kentucky bro like, yeah mm -hmm. we we are here use the use the melodies <laughs> off the app post the beast tag the melody app we love seeing that stuff man this is uh i know we're we're, we're getting close to our time here because i know you have to take a call so i just want to ask one last question and then and then we're we're good for sure we've danced around the answer a little bit but i, I would like to hear something clear and concise here like what is the ultimate goal for this app in, a, in an ideal situation perfect world everything works out how you want it to what is your all's goal with the melody app um the vision i have for it is like when you're in the studio with somebody and someone's like where did you get that loop like oh the melody app mm. you know what i mean mm. from a from a mm. user standpoint but yeah there's all, the second and third tier goals are to bring more transparency to the loop maker producer label relationship yeah. mm -hmm. well like mm -hmm. like you said it was like the wild west and like this could be like the first stake into kind of like really setting up some sort of like a organization on like okay this is this is putting out all the the details in front of you there is no like shady business royalty mm -hmm. free this that, and the other it's like it's it looks good to the a and r's it's user friendly it like you know it can get a, a creative session going like in a second so i think it's really kind of locking down like this wildness that is like the melody game right now and like really kind of yeah. putting it forward it changed every like yeah melodies i think probably even on the pop side 80 percent of the songs you hear on the radio mm. or you know it's like got probably started from a loop at some point yeah yeah which seems crazy from, from where it came we, <laughs> yeah. we were like five years yeah. ago yeah yeah so just bringing some more order to it and, and yep. shining light on that probably yeah can't hate on user friendliness and no. good business you know sure. well i think the end of the day. Well, i honestly think our challenge is going to be educating the the landscape right now is yeah. royalty, royalty free like that's it and i think that educating and saying hey royalty free okay here's what you're here are the exposures that you're leaving in the equation mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if you go over here where it's not really free here's what you're here's what you escape you do lose 10 percent. that's the split like we say the the basic terms are if you use a loop from the melody app you're giving the loop creator 10 percent and a writing credit mm -hmm. so whatever advance you get you keep you don't mm -hmm. have to split down on that Straight. and no points which that's a just basically points are royalties on the master yeah yeah mm -hmm. get, I'm, so. I'm familiar yeah right that's well, a whole nother podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we, <laughs> we I come back and explain all that. To yeah, you. is uh, is there anything else that that either of you all want to get into that we haven't talked about about yourselves about the app or anything before we before we get out of here today? We are gonna do to launch the app March third. March third. We're holding a ten thousand dollar beat contest. So Ooh. every every I'm producer, gonna bring bring my MIDI yeah. back out, bro. <laughs> my, uh, you made your pack already. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but so it's simply like you just download the app, make a beat with one of the loops in the app, and then send it to uh, the the email that we'll we'll start announcing it and giving all the details. Damn. But, nice. but that's uh, gonna be dope. That would yeah. be really sick. And then in the future, like we're gonna have crazy stuff like. Um, we're setting up producer camps and writing camps that are all going to be melodies from the Ooh. melody apps. And we have like big producers and then invite people who 
um, use the app to come out and see like, can you hang with the top producers mm-hmm. and stuff? Damn, Get a bunch of, of content fun. from that, but that'll be super fun. Oh, that's I love awesome. That. Keep that's us in the great. loop of all that. For I would sure. love uh, Soul Serum to somehow get involved and maybe mm-hmm. shoot some content at 100%. these camps and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. We 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 need everybody, especially. I'm loving the the momentum from here too. Yeah, like bringing everything, all the talent we have here, and just. Mm-hmm. including it in the yeah. momentum we got with everything so 100 percent. and if anybody uh if there was questions that you had that you weren't that didn't you fe- you didn't feel got answered feel free to mm-hmm. hit me on instagram and ask and i, yep. I always like try to respond to everybody and yeah go ahead and drop your all's answers. drop your all's ats yeah that's on. that's your camera right there yeah. you <laughs> look right in there so it's at mondo m-o-n-d-e-a-u-x underscore on like everything twitter instagram but instagram would be the best way to hit it up and then at the melody app on instagram twitter and that's where like uh our guy jordan usually answers a lot of the dms from there and mine's just at Corbett Music. So, Perfect. Yeah, feel free. Because I know sometimes, like, when I'm watching interviews and podcasts, like, I wish they would have went this route yeah. or that mm-hmm. route or whatever. Mm-hmm. So feel free. I'll answer whatever questions. I'm cool. Not, I'm not 100%. trying to hide Perfect. any information. <laughs> no. Well, with that being said, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the page on YouTube, TikTok, Discord. Every link is in the description. I want to thank Corbett and Mondo for coming on today. We had a great conversation here. Appreciate it. And as always, I am your host, Clay Bonin. Co-host, Tanner Mavis. Corbett. Corbett Music. Mondo. Melody app. Yeah. Melody. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's going to be on the screen. Appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. All right. Appreciate it.